It's International Women's Day, a time to celebrate women's achievements and raise awareness on gender equality. President Biden marked the day by announcing changes to the way sexual violence on college campuses will be handled, vowing to dismantle Trump-era policies that afforded more protections to students accused of sexual assault. Joining me now with more is retired state senator for California's 19th District, Hannah Jackson, who established a robust legacy of fighting for gender equality during her eight years within the Senate. Senator Jackson also speaks about an upcoming event hosted by Santa Barbara Women's Political Committee to be held this Thursday, March 11th, from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. on Zoom. Hi, Senator Jackson. It's wonderful speaking with you today. My pleasure. So during your long career in the legislature, you were a major advocate for women's rights, including chairing the California Legislative Women's Caucus and also authoring Senate Bill 358, the California Fair Pay Act in 2015, which established the strongest equal pay law in the country, among other landmark legislation pertaining to gender diversity and family leave. Can you speak more on your commitment to equal rights during your time in the Senate? Well, of course, I think equal rights, uh, commitment to that issue is something that we should all have in every facet of our lives, all, uh, all during our lives. So for me, uh, this was an issue um, gender equality has been an issue for me since I was a little girl and um, suffered some of the discrimination that existed at the time based upon gender. And sadly, that continues to exist. Uh, and we need to end that kind of discrimination. Uh, we're fighting hard to do it. We're seeing more women graduating college. We're seeing more women entering into the professions, although with the COVID crisis, we've seen women retreating from the workforce in great measure because we haven't provided women with that kind of support, with the infrastructure that women who are primarily caregivers uh, of their children are, um, are the birth givers, uh, needing time to bond with a newborn, time to take off from work after giving birth, caring for our, uh, our families, for our elderly parents, for example, things where women tend to be the caregivers as well as income earners. And we've got to do better to accommodate those issues. And of course, in the workplace, we need to make sure that women are paid for their work uh, on the basis of their uh, performance and not on the basis of their gender. And that's an issue I've been working on for, for many, many decades, but was able to get this legislation passed. So I'm very, very pleased with that. We've got to keep working on it because that discrimination continues to this very day and is particularly acute uh, with women of color. Mm -hmm. And so recently today, um, President Biden announced plans to begin dismantling Trump-era Title IX rules on campus sexual misconduct. How will these changes support survivors of sexual violence? Well, actually, I did some legislation that I'm hoping that the that President Biden will look to as a template for uh, his efforts. Uh, the the prior administration was notoriously uh, misogynistic, and uh, certainly the the head of the Department of Education, ironically a woman herself, but certainly no no one who shared any commitment to equity or equality, um, created these horrific guidelines uh, that. Uh, essentially put the burden on a victim of sexual assault or uh, rape on campus, uh, the burden on, on the victim to demonstrate that in fact, this wasn't harassment. What my legislation does and what I know that this uh, administration will do is focus on um, having more victim-centric 
uh, uh, facilities for caring for these uh, victims and also for providing the kind of protection so that the perpetrators of this behavior uh, are not given uh, the ability to continue unfettered uh, uh, and unpunished with their behavior on our campuses. And, um, and the goal here, of course, is to protect the victims. It's also to assure that there is a, uh, an ability to have uh, an impartial proceeding so that the facts can be accurately determined. But the way the law was, uh, that is now going to be overturned. Uh, it basically ha put a very, very heavy burden on the victim, intended so that the victim would not step forward. That's exactly the opposite of what we need to be doing. And you've mentioned um, some legislation that the Biden administration has already proposed, but what do you think else needs to be done, both from the California Senate and on a nationwide level in terms of equal rights? Well, I think certainly um, we, we should get the Equal Rights Amendment passed, and I know there have been some problems with that, but, you know, basically gender is not a protected class. So race is protected, ethnicity is protected, religion is protected, but gender is not. And we know that the discrimination that women and girls have experienced as a result of this gender-based discrimination has really thwarted society, has uh, created um, tremendous problems, uh, really kept women from being able to achieve um, our maximum potential because of this discrimination, and it has to stop. And then lastly, this Thursday, March 11th, the Women's Political Committee of Santa Barbara will be hosting an event with Holly Mitchell, LA County Supervisor, with the theme of what's next, what will be the feminist agenda? Can you speak more on the event and what attendees can expect? Well, I'm very excited because Holly Mitchell served with me in the California Senate, and we were actually seatmates, which meant that we, uh, when we were on the floor listening to debates or spending time arguing over various issues, she and I sat next to each other and got to share our different perspectives on things. But um, Holly Mitchell is now the fifth of five women to serve on the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors. Certainly for LA County, which has 12 million people, is in uh, itself bigger than many states, uh, is now run by a board of five great women leaders. And we're gonna hear more about her perspective on that, what it's like uh, to be a leader, what women's leadership means. Um, we're also gonna talk a little bit about what the priorities are for uh, Los Angeles County. Remember that is the biggest uh, city uh, if you will, biggest county near us. And certainly I think what's gonna be happening there um, is important to many, if not most of us. And talk to her about um, how do we find that common ground in a politically polarized nation? Holly has done some extraordinary work, uh, both in terms of gender equity and racial equity. And I think uh, has insights that she can offer. And as the former chair of the Senate uh, Budget Committee, was responsible for the allocation of hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in our state budget. How do you establish the priorities as you disperse those funds? Uh, we'll talk to her about that uh, and a number of other issues um, that are important to her in the criminal justice arena uh, and also areas where we're just looking for uh, greater diversity, greater inclusion, and greater success as we go forward as a society out of this COVID pandemic. Well, I'm looking forward to attending it. Thank you so much for joining me again, Senator Jackson, and um, happy International Women's Day. Thank you, and the same to you. 
Thank you to retired state senator Hannah Beth Jackson for speaking with me about her career as a premier legislator for gender equality and also providing more information about this week's upcoming Santa Barbara Women's Political Committee virtual event. The event will be held this Thursday, March 11th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. on Zoom, featuring LA County Supervisor Holly Mitchell with the theme of What's Next? What Will Be the Feminist Agenda? Find more information at sbwpc.org. With KCSB News, I'm Ashley Rush.